FIFA World Cup this morning. Portugal 6, Switzerland 1. The final game of the round of 16. Portugal 6, Switzerland 1. Ronaldo benched. Didn't start the match. Gonzalo Ramos did. And guess what he did? He scored three goals. In. Shot comes oh, in. It's a, goal. Oh, it's a lovely goal. What an angle. It's Gonzalo Ramos. The youngster. The man who came in to replace Cristiano Ronaldo has just done his job. <laughs> Drops to the right flank for Diogo Dalo. Here's Ramos oh, again. Oh, yes. Gonzalo Ramos at the front post. Oh, on the end story. of the short, low cross from Diogo Dalo. Finger guns for Gonzalo. He has a brace in this match. Can Switzerland find a way? Here we go. Portugal are oh, in again. Ramos with a hat trick. Go for the hat trick. He has He's done, done it. it. He has done it. Gonzalo Ramos has put his what name up in line. His name is Gonzalo Ramos. He is 21 and he has a hat trick in the round of 16 match at a World Cup. Uh, superstar alert, folks. Superstar alert. Look out. Here he comes. He's arrived. We'll be hearing a lot more about him. It's the first time since 2008 that Ronaldo has been benched for a Portuguese international match. He eventually came on in the 73rd minute, had a chance to score as well. But a Portuguese newspaper poll showed that 70% of those that took the poll didn't want Ronaldo in their starting side. 70% of them in Portugal don't want their hero starting. Well, the man who used to be their hero because Gonzalo Ramos has now taken over that mantle. What happens next time around? Well, next time they meet Morocco, who fought out a nil-all draw with Spain and ended up winning 3-0 on penalties. And that is the end of extra time, and we are going to a penalty shootout. Sarabia for Spain, and he's hit the posts, and it's ricocheted out, and Spain miss. Yassine Bono comes up with the goods. He stops Carlos Soler, and after two kicks each, it's Morocco 2-0. Walks up to the spot, and it's saved again by Bono. Far too relaxed, that penalty from Sergio Busquets. Ashraf Hakimi, and he blasts it down the middle, and Ashraf Hakimi has set Morocco to where they have never been before. Morocco are into the quarterfinals of the World Cup. First time ever, as called there on SEN. So two hours of scoreless play. Morocco's previous best World Cup was a round of 16 loss back in 1986. It's their second scoreless match of the tournament. They went nil all with Croatia in the group stage where there was no penalty shootouts, and they're now $36 to win the whole thing. So we're down to eight teams left, and they are eighth on the list of those favoured to win, 36 bucks. The Spanish apparently... We're taking a thousand penalties in practice. Well, they might need to take two thousand because it didn't work again. They lost that way in the finals, so the semi-finals of Euro 2020 as well. So the quarters look like this: Saturday morning, Croatia v Brazil. Brazil two dollar eighty cup favourites. Six a.m. Saturday, Netherlands v Argentina. Argentina are five dollar fifty third favourites. Sunday two a.m. It is now Morocco v Portugal. Portugal, $8 to win the cup, but $1.50-odd to win that match. And then Sunday, 6 a.m., the blockbuster. England v. France, and France are $5 second favourites to win the tournament. So that's a wrap of the FIFA World Cup. Now, cricket. 
As we know, the Adelaide Oval Test starts tomorrow afternoon. It's a three o'clock start our time, as in uh, Australian Daylight Saving Time. Paddy Cummins, 30 minutes yesterday of work in the field and running around. Likely fitness test today. I'm still thinking that he's more of a chance not to play. And therefore, Scott Boland is the man most likely to replace him. He was the only quick to bowl in the nets yesterday. And as we know, Michael uh, Nisa and Lance Morris are also in the frame. Mitchell Stark and Josh Hazelwood, they went and played golf. No problems. So no need to get into the nets for them. They went and played golf. I did see some images this morning from Barat's uh, Twitter feed of Marnus Labuschagne in the nets on the inside, in the inside nets until 9pm last night, wouldn't leave until he got one out of the middle of the bat. Now, this Australian cricket survey that's in the Daily Telly this morning by the company True North, a market research company, with the results on a survey about Pat Cummins and the Australian team. Have a listen to this. Cummins is hugely popular with younger people who do share his views on the environment, but they're not as loud on social media about that in the opposite way. He's in the middle of a generational divide, but overall is fundamentally popular. The Australian men's team bears the brunt of the failings of Cricket Australia and the sport's ability to shoot itself in the foot. Does this sound familiar? Low crowds are more about quality of opposition versus the popularity of the players. There's no long-term disconnect with fans and the Australian team can bounce back because winning is a key factor. We could have saved them the money, morning show listeners. Because it's exactly what you and I have been saying. Winning is always everything. That'll change. There's a generational aspect. It's one of the key features that we've identified amongst a whole range as to why cricket is in the position it's in. Their bumbling on many issues hasn't helped. We've pointed that out time and time again. And the opposition at the moment, with all due respect to those having a crack for the Windies, ain't must-see. So we could have saved them the money. Cricket Australia, tune on. Tune in, 1170, SEN, right here. Could have heard that over and over and over again. The only thing's missing there, the cost of everything. Money's hard to come by right now and splashing it out on tickets to go see a a not-must-see, non-must-see opposition ain't really cutting it. And fatigue, plus scheduling, T20 World Cup, WBBL, ODI, Test, BBL, Sheffield Shield. We've had enough, folks. So they're the only things missing out of that report. So we could have saved them the cash, but what it shows me is that we're on the money here. You and I have been discussing this at length, and it's about time that Cricket Australia started listening to you, the listeners, the supporters, the fans, those that invest in the game and probably want to take uh, take a bit of a listen to this market research as well because it's bang on. Did you see this about Elise Perry? She's been handed a one-match ban for a slow overrate in the WBBL final against the Adelaide Strikers at North Sydney Oval, which, of course, the Strikers won, the Sixers lost. It was her third strike in the competition, so three strikes, you're out, you get a one-match ban. She's going to miss... Now, this... <laughs> Look, let's put this in perspective, right, uh, of everything that we've just said about Cricket Australia. She's going to miss the first match of next year's WBBL, one of the most popular players Australia has ever produced. And I would dare say one of the most popular female athletes in the country is going to be ruled out of the opening match of the WBBL where they're trying everything they can to get as many eyeballs back into this game and we claim that we're all about everyone. They're going to rub out Elise Perry because of a slow overrate 
in a final that they lost where the strikers got all 20 overs, the sixers got all 20 overs, and the match was delayed because the sunlight was too much. The sunlight was in the batter's face throughout the Sydney innings. So we managed to call off for, well, temporarily put a halt on proceedings because the sun was too glary. This is how it played out. This is Amanda Jade Wellington from the Strikers who was on the mic at the time. This is how it played out in the WBBL final. Come on, it's cricket. Go and check it out for us, Amanda. Just tell us exactly from... I just don't understand. I don't understand why we're waiting. Do you want to go down there and have a look for us? For us? Can, yeah. we get, can we get basic thoughts here? This ball was supposed to be bowled two minutes ago. Oh. Now, just tell her to face up left-handed. Come on. Well, both of you are bowling from the other end. Come on. What are you doing? Oh, I'm old. I need to be able to see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts here, huh? You, you got something. You can have them. But it's cricket. What are you going to do? Amanda, go and stand in the batting position yeah. and tell us what it's I, like. I can't. Uh, Katie's standing Just there, move so. around. Yeah, She's already right. had a go. On my knees. <laughs> Hop in there and tell us what you think. If I, you can. I don't understand why we're doing this. Susie Bates has got every right to ask. but Yeah, it's. what are you going to do about the sun? Can't. It's well, I think, I think we just have to wait now. Well, well they've made the, yeah, yeah. Looks like the umpires have, have seen that. It's fair enough. The only thing missing out of all that was the Benny Hill music. I mean, seriously, that was farcical. So a WBBL final can be halted because there's too much sunlight. You heard that right. Yet the game's going to remove its biggest star for the opening match of next season because of a slow overrate that had no bearing on the result. You are kidding yourself if you think that that is a good outcome. Rules are rules, but dumb decisions are still dumb decisions. Some other news today. Rugby Union Eddie Jones sacked as coach of the English Rugby Union team. We'll discuss that in just a sec. Some signings in Rugby League as well. So plenty for you to have your say. Should Football Australia just get a deal done with Graham Arnold or are they doing the right thing? Should Cricket Australia overrule the one-match ban to Elise Perry? Make sure one of the biggest stars in the game is there for the opening match next year. And who sits at the top of Australian sports family tree? Have your say this morning. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, or text 0457 736 736.